say, guys, welcome to Elephant in the Room. He's Jay Coker. I'm Mick Gillespie. We're part of Roll Tide Pods on YouTube and then um, Disrupt the Media. It's brought to you by MyBookie.ag. 50% price match up to $1,000 as you make your picks. And you got it all right now. College football, rivalry week. You got the NFL. That season's rolling on. You got the NHL. You got the NBA. You got college basketball. MyBookie.ag. Uh, Jake, great to see you, man. I see you got your camo on, feeling good about life. You knocked down a a, a giant buck and um, oh, yeah. it gets you set up for the Iron Bowl now. Man, finally, finally knocked one down with the old bow. About a scored about he scored one fifty seven, so I'm on uh, cloud nine, and hopefully uh, Alabama doesn't ruin my weekend and and uh, you know let us down on Saturday. But I I think the chances of that are pretty slim. Yeah, what's tougher? Uh, shooting down a, a you know a giant buck with a bow, or throwing a touchdown in the Iron Bowl uh, down on the plains. Well, I've killed one one deer this size, and I've I've uh, only thrown one touchdown in the Iron Bowl. So fifty uh, fifty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. They're kind of stacked up right there next to each other. I guess it depends if I was. You know, if I was a little bit smaller, uh, you know, I guess your body dictates, but, <laughs> but, uh, man, I had fun. It was, uh, one of those deals. The whole family was around, got to celebrate and, uh, then Thanksgiving the next day. So, uh, you know, this is one of those weeks, Thanksgiving week with the iron bowl and, and, uh, and family and hunting and all that. That's kind of my, it's my speed. That's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Well, we we kind of touched on this last show, and and now it's time to really get into the nitty gritty on it. But when you look at the matchup on paper, uh, there's just so many different ways that Alabama could win this game, and Auburn is going to have trouble. Um, but it, that's not how this rivalry's gone. Bama's a fifteen and a half point favorite. I look at the Crimson Tide. I think they're better on offense. I think they're way better on defense. But I think Auburn is not going to play anywhere nearly as bad as they did against New Mexico state. But does that even matter if Alabama plays their best game? Yeah, that's, that's one of those things. Uh, I mean, Alabama's head and shoulders above Auburn, every phase of the game. Uh, you know, you have some matchups where if a team shows up and plays lights out, they've got a chance, but I honestly, man, I just, I just don't see it. We would have to play the worst game we've played all year by far. And, uh, I mean, Auburn's going to have to have the ball bounce their way uh, just about, you know, every drive, I think, for them to stay in the game. we got to make sure we catch those punts and don't turn anything over on uh, special teams. But I'd say I just don't see them being dynamic enough or depth to even stick in the ball game with us. Yeah, I mean, and I kind of feel the same way, but over the years, you know, Auburn's been in this spot and Alabama's been in the spot they're in, right? And for some reason, Auburn has been able to push Alabama to its limit. I mean, think about the last trip there with Bryce Young and the and the fact that it took a miraculous drive at the end of the game to tie it yeah. and then four overtimes to win it. Um you know, the, the, the Oh nine game, you know, I, I spent Thanksgiving with Baron Huber. He was on that team yeah. and yeah. Uh, you know, that they had the drive at the end of the game to a bunch of throws to Julio uh, to win. So, and, and both of those teams that they were playing weren't really great Auburn teams, but they played 
great against Alabama. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I mean, it doesn't take long to get back to to the realization that Auburn just does some wild shit in that stadium. Uh, I mean, again, it's always dangerous. I know I've told the story, uh, you know, about about throwing that touchdown to Ardarius and then uh, Jason Smith for an Auburn receiver, like the next play, gets a ball thrown to him. He almost gets decleated by Geno Smith, somehow tips the ball up and and uh, to himself and catches it, runs it in for like a 60-yard touchdown. And me and Kenyon Drake are just looking at each other like, I mean, only in this freaking stadium. Right. You know, this kind of bullshit happens. Uh, and so it's definitely something that, that even the players are aware of. It's just a weird, weird atmosphere in there. What makes it weird? I mean, what's it like? And is it is it extra loud? Is it just lucky breaks? I mean, is it compare it to the other stadiums that you played in at Florida State and Alabama? And and tell me what makes this place so tough to play in. I mean, I think it's just you know it's it's. I think when you come in, especially those games in a rivalry type setting, and you're that much better, you're favored that much over your rival. Um, I mean, they play with an extreme confidence in that stadium. Uh, and, and I, I know, trust me, I get it makes no sense as to why kids wouldn't be um, excited to go play in, in the Iron Bowl. Uh, but I think a lot of guys, you know, on the Alabama team, they've, they've, we've had a lot of big games throughout the year. And, and then we come to Auburn and, and it's, uh, you know, it's always great to beat, beat Auburn. But lately they haven't been very good and it's not been the matchup that it was in, you know, 2010, 2011, 2012. 2013. Yeah, no doubt. But for whatever reason, they rise up against Alabama. You look oh, back yeah. at that that New Mexico State game, and, and they got their ass kicked on both sides of the ball. I mean, they were beaten at the line of scrimmage. New Mexico State ran the ball. But what's weird is that you go back and look two games ago, and Arkansas couldn't stop Auburn. They ran yeah. all over them, you know. So maybe they got a little bit too confident you know, after that game and figured they would take care of it. Or maybe they were game planning against Alabama, right? And was that, was that, I saw, I thought I saw a report and I'm not sure if it's true or not. And, and it would be kind of odd if it was, but uh, where Cadillac went up to coach freeze and wanted to go, go through New Mexico state. Uh, I prep for them and he was like, now nah, we're, Like they were instead, they said they were gonna game plan for Alabama. I think he's frozen there, but that would uh, would be it. yeah, yeah. That would so you're saying Cadillac was like, hey, we we probably should game plan for um, New Mexico State, and Hugh Free said, no, we're we're gonna game plan I, Alabama. I remember I remember reading through that on a Twitter timeline somewhere, and I was mm-hmm. like, man, if that's true, that's kind of crazy. I mean. Look, I know that every whenever you play uh, Chattanooga or New Mexico State, you're going to sprinkle in some some Auburn, uh, you know, during that week of practice. You're just going to do it. Uh, but kind of strange to not even, you know, check them out or, or scout, scout out for New Mexico State at all, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, could that help them? I mean, because I've thought about this a lot, too. I mean, if, if if say that happened, forget about the New Mexico State game, how much of an advantage would they have being able to scheme up against Alabama for two weeks? I mean, 
you know, to be honest with you, I think kind of the the whole like the bye week, the having two weeks to to prepare for one opponent or the bowl game. I mean, I think that you have a pretty good idea after one week of practice, you know, what you're going to get, and uh, you know, I I think that's plenty of time to to prepare. Uh, I mean, you may be able to throw in a few more wrenches for after you know a couple weeks of of game planning, but. Uh, I mean, I don't feel like it's some huge, huge advantage to have two weeks over just one week, you know? Yeah. 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 I, I hear you. I kind of feel like that too, but you know, you get into these games and you know, it, it, I think the, the one thing about Auburn in this spot is that we're just so not sure what to expect. You know, a, a lot of people feel like Auburn's going to be gener- you know, basically energized by the fact that they, they were so bad and that they, they've probably spent a lot of time paying attention to everything this week. They want to redeem themselves. You know, and I kind of feel the other way, man. I feel like they're just not that good. And they, and, and that they went out there and I think they tried hard. I just think they got beat by a better team in New Mexico state. And if Alabama, goes in there and, and and gets off to a quick start, which this team has done a nice job of of doing on the road. I mean, remember, they scored – they were up 21-0 on Kentucky down there in the blink of an eye. You know, if they, I think oh, if they yeah. do that against Auburn, it, it's going to be big trouble for Auburn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you start fast. That's that's what uh, – <laughs> hey, uh, one of my one of my father-in-law's buddies always says uh, – you know, don't let them, don't let them, you know, believe early. Uh, a booger that believes is a dangerous thing. <laughs> so, so you gotta, you gotta make sure that, uh, that you stomp on the gas to begin with and don't let them, <laughs> don't let them believe, man. It's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. That is pretty funny. Yeah. I, I, I hope they put, I hope they wipe that booger out early too. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but it's that this I don't know. I this game for whatever reason I'm like with everyone else. You know, it's just is it voodoo? Is it Auburn Jesus or is it mental? Are we just do we just pretend that do we make it something that it's really not? I don't know, man. When I saw uh Mark Ingram fumble the ball 30 yards th- on a straight <laughs> line through the end zone, that's when I knew it wasn't uh it wasn't mental anymore. There was something to this. Yeah. <laughs> of course, that was in Tuscaloosa, but yeah, there's just something about the way the ball rolls for Auburn sometimes that that makes you just scratch your head. Uh, I mean, the the what the prayer in Jordan Air against Georgia. Uh, yeah. I mean that one. I remember where I was when I saw that game. That was. Uh, I mean, there's just things that go on with that team that that nobody else in the country experiences. No, no, I'm with you. Uh, guys, don't forget, right now is a great time to uh, check out Lance's Lock and uh, lanceslock.com. Uh, as you make your wagers, and you got all these sports going on right now, Lance covers them all. Lance's Lock, it, 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 whether you want to take his picks or just the information on making a good decision for yourself to make picks, lanceslock.com is, uh, is, is the place to go do it. And, and I mean, just not only knowing what we know by the way that, you know, he talks about it on the show, but you, you can sit there and, and see him in action. I mean, he was so giddy when Colorado went to play Oregon 
Like he couldn't get, <laughs> like he couldn't get to that day fast enough, you know. Like it was like free money for him, you know. He's like so, and he was exactly right, you know. That back then, you know, Coach Prime was uh, ranked in the top twenty-five, and God, it's crazy how this this year has changed, has evolved, and I mean, yeah. Colorado. That's all you talked about. Yeah, that was the every storyline was Colorado week one through week four. Yeah. Um, just wild how everything's changed, but it is kind of wild how there's still what five undefeated teams. Yeah. I mean, that's, and I'll tell you, man, that, you know, just kind of switching gears and, and looking um, around the world of college football, it really has been crazy because we've never seen anything like this before where all these teams just continue to win football games. Like it's nuts, right? I mean, Week after week after week, Florida State finds a way. Washington finds a way. Um, you know, Michigan and uh, Ohio State are going to play, but they've been undefeated. And then, oh, yeah. and then the one-loss teams. To think that there's eight teams right now with one week left of the regular season that have a chance at a national championship, and that Bama's the eighth team, really mm. shows you, you know, kind of – because I think Alabama – is I think Alabama could be the best of all of those teams, but they're eighth right now. Yeah, think about that. If Jalen plays football like he has against Kentucky and and uh, Tennessee in the second half, uh, we're the best team in the country, I think. Yeah, LSU. Uh, yeah, LSU. I mean, uh, but you know, it also makes you wonder if if you know these teams that kind of had glaring holes when prior to. Uh, you know, quickly being able to just plug in a transfer, uh, you know, thicknesses with with the transfer portal, and and again, you're going to see a lot more parity in college football. Uh, you know, maybe this is the perfect time for the playoff expansion. I, you know, I hope that it's not a continuing theme of you know eight nine teams going undefeated or having one loss. I mean, I'd like to see a little bit more. Uh, interesting matchups during the regular season. And, and I think that comes with the um, conference alignment, but I mean, the, uh, it is going to be a lot of fun to watch these playoff games be played at home stadium. Yeah. When that happens next year, you know, I wonder when I look at this, if the NIL and the transfer portal aren't going to take away the upsets, because the thing about it is, you know, like, look at Wake Forest, right? You lose your quarterback to Notre Dame. And, you know, like, and and a lot of the best players on these other teams transferred to schools that are bigger and have more money. You know, yeah. and maybe that's why we have, you know, the, you know, down the stretch, we still have eight teams that mm -hmm. are, you know, right now uh, in contention for a national championship. Yeah, I mean, uh I, to me, transfer portal it's a it's a blessing and a curse. I mean, you think these these smaller teams. Of course, I, I say that South Alabama, man, they've they've really. Uh, I mean, I went went and watched them play two or three weeks ago, and you know, obviously South Alabama, they're uh, Sun Belt Conference. But man, I was looking over that field. They had transfers from Florida State, Virginia Tech. Uh, Auburn, I mean, all over the place. So, I mean, they're getting these guys too. Uh, 
but the problem is it's kind of like coach Saban said in the beginning uh you know you want everybody wants all these guys to be able to transfer and and they'll leave but but the way it's going to work is I'm going to lose the guys that aren't playing and I'm going to pick up the best players from the other teams and that's about that's about how it's been been going yeah right and that and that's kind of how this feels right now um so looking at the games this weekend anything stand out to you as far as uh you know the potential to not one of these teams get knocked off and I'm not talking about Ohio State and Michigan uh Michigan's going to lose to Ohio State that's going to be that and then we'll have uh, and you know and then uh next week would be Oregon and Washington you know one of those teams is going to lose uh, which I, I, for some reason, I think Oregon's going to win. But could anything happen between now and then? Other, other than that, Florida State. I mean, does Florida have a chance with a backup quarterback to beat Florida State? I think Florida's got a chance to beat them now. I mean, look with that. It's like we were making the jokes about, and I don't think that backup Florida State's bad. I don't think you he's got enough time to you, you know prove anything yet. But uh, anytime you've got a backup quarterback in that hadn't played all year, then you get thrown in to start against. Florida in the swamp. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's going to be a tough environment, and you just never know in games like that. I mean, those guys aren't aren't going to be able to play really consistent football. I wouldn't think. Uh, you know, just getting thrown in there. So, it it, it it's going to be a crazy game. It just there's going to be a few a handful of big plays that determine the winner. I think. Um, and if and if the skill players can carry Florida State enough, then they will. But. If that quarterback can't make a few plays, then it's going to be close. Yeah, right. Uh, what about Alabama and, and Auburn? What are you expecting to see? Um, let's start with the Bama defense trying to defend uh, the Auburn offense. And I, I'm, I'm guessing that Hugh Freeze is going to try to, you know, script up some trick plays. And, and those work if it's a close game, but you start getting blown out and, and that stuff just ends up looking terrible, right? Don't you have to be in position <laughs> yeah. to use that? Yeah, it starts to look pretty, you know, desperate, but I think everybody kind of knows Hugh Freeze is going to be in a desperate situation, you know, from the start on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you watch Auburn. I, and look, they kept Georgia close, how they did that. I mean, I, I don't know, but um, I just, when I watch Auburn, they don't have a lot of great players right now. They don't have much depth. And, and I mean, we've talked about this before. I, I can't remember how many players it is that they actually lost to graduation and transfers last year, but it was something yeah. astronomical. Like, I, I mean, the fact that he was able to beat Arkansas with, with the guys that he had were, were shocking to me. I, and I think he's going to have a great team in the future with his recruiting. But, uh, I mean, this year, uh, I think it's gone about how we thought. I, I didn't think he'd, you know, get blown out by New Mexico State, but uh, I mean, he's he's doing about as much as he can with what he's got. I think Alabama 38, 38 to forty two, Auburn right, right around ten, and that yeah. might be that might be garbage time touchdown. The the to me the scenario for Auburn to to compete would be this: they'd have to have they they'd have to hit on some you know plays at the beginning of the game, score, they'd have to score touchdowns, right? Mm-hmm. Get up 10, 14 points, maybe more, um, and and then put a lot of pressure on Milrow. You know, try to keep him in the pocket and close him in where he couldn't run. Uh, the thing that Milrow did so well 
um, you know, it, when he was hurt was he could, he stayed in the pocket and threw the football well, you know, yeah. so that, you know, but with that said, I would still think that would be the formula. Like you, you just collapse on him, keep him in the pocket, make him throw, make, make him throw, you know, the mid range passes and take the deep ones away because, you know, or put enough pressure on him where the, the deep balls, he doesn't have the chance. I thought LSU did a good job of that. That's why Alabama didn't hit on him many of the deep passes because LSU just kept collapsing the pocket on him. Now he just ran through it um, yeah. and, and, you know, and scored four touchdowns on the ground, but, I'm sure part of their game plan was to make him throw and, and put pressure on him. Um, the, the other thing is I think Auburn has to establish a run to beat Alabama. And that's going to be tough. I mean, Bama will take your run away. And I don't think Peyton Thorne is going to be able to run enough to kind of supplement the running backs um, if they have trouble uh, you know, picking up yards on the ground. Yeah, I mean, I to me defensively, if I'm facing uh, Jalen Milrow and I feel like I know I'm I'm out DNA'd or I got more athlete, they got more athletes than me, which Alabama does. I mean, I'd just be throwing bodies at him and making him get the ball out as quickly as possible. Just just be very precise in his decision making. Make sure he knows exactly where to go with the ball when he's pressured, and I'd pressure him all day long. Uh, and again, just throw so many bodies at him that that hey, if you miss if you miss him five times in the backfield and and he scores, then you just beat me that way. But uh, just constant pressure and uh, and don't let him dance around back there to you know buy time and get the ball downfield. That's if I'm Auburn, that's what I'm doing uh, offensively. I mean, you got to hope for for a few special teams plays for for Auburn. You you know. <laughs> that's one of those uh kool-aid better he's got to catch all those punts uh or caleb downs yeah caleb downs uh and then on offense like you said you just got to be able to maintain first downs and that takes running the ball uh consistently run the ball maybe a few play actions here and there but you have to establish the run game and control the clock but uh let me tell you what, if I, having said all that, that's the last kind of game plan I'd want to have. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, Auburn's not in a good spot. <laughs> right. You'd want to be aggressive and attack yeah. and basically oh, yeah. just try to just, just try to put them behind so much that you, you just end up with, well, they can't com- compete, get into a boat race with them and, you know, and then you know that that's where they're not, they're not going to succeed. They've got to have a grinded out, you know, Bama making a bunch of mistakes, turnovers, you know, like that, like, like at Kentucky, they gave up 21 points and, and each of those touchdowns were led by mistakes, you know, mistake in coverage, you know, fumble oh, yeah. punt, um, you know, short field type stuff. Auburn's going to have to block punts. They're going to have to do trick plays. They're going to have to catch breaks. And Alabama's going to have to struggle with the sound of the crowd, the noise, you know, like the, the offsides, the bad snaps which is oh, yeah. something that I thought they did a good job of dealing with at Kentucky, not to say that Kentucky's as loud as Auburn, but you, you felt like there was a point in that game against A&M where they, they just kind of got on the same page in the second half. And, and from that point on, I feel like this team's gotten better and better. Oh yeah, no, that was definitely, I felt like that was a turning point, you know, right there. It was that that's when Alabama, it just seemed like we found our identity uh Jalen found himself it just 
and like we talked about, I guess it was Tuesday. Uh, I mean, I've never had more fun watching an Alabama team than this year. Just you felt like you were riding the roller coaster with them, and uh, I don't know. It's hopefully I, I'm I got the rat poison right now. I'm just ready for for next weekend. <laughs> ready to see Georgia. Uh, right, right. You know, right. I, I just I hope we come through and and wear them out, and I'm ready for next week. That's going to be a fun week. Yeah. Well, if Alabama wins. It'll be the first time since Bear Bryant that they've beaten Auburn four straight games. Saban hasn't done it. Saban struggled down there for some reason, which, you know, I guess as Alabama coach, you know, four and four record. But he also lost to them when he was at LSU. And then Hugh Freeze has beaten Alabama two times in a row when he was at Ole Miss. He's two and three oh, against yeah. the Tide. And then the game that the, the, Thanks, the last Nick. time they played, he was ahead and they just blew it, you know. Yeah, appreciate that Hugh Free shout out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like you look at all of those things, though, and I mean, I don't even know how they factor. You know, Saban's like, hey, you can't worry about what we, what happened in the past. You got to worry about what's going on right now. Bama needs to win this game, and they need to do it convincing, uh, because the issue that they have on the bigger picture is that it could come down to them and another team. And one of the biggest, right. And one of the biggest things that they have in their corner is that they've gotten better and better as the year's gone on. And I think that that does matter. So, you know, them having wins where they don't struggle, they're not grinded out wins matters a lot, you know, as they get ready. All right. Final thoughts, man. Final thoughts uh, on this football game. Well, I think we, uh, again, I think we, about a 30-point victory. I'm, I'm feeling really confident <laughs> about that. <laughs> and then I'm hoping, uh, I'd like to see Washington lose tonight. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. I'd like to see Oregon lose tonight. I don't think they're going to lose, but I'd like to see that. Uh, and then let's see, I think Michigan probably solidifies themselves as number two behind Georgia until we beat them next week. And, uh, cruise for this weekend and watch some football, man. It's I'm, uh, I'm excited. Hey, roll tide, man. All right. Don't forget elephant in the room. Uh, we'll be in the same room next week, Jake. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, we're uh, looking forward to it here. Got yeah, some, a lot got some new brews on tap here. Yeah, that's some... <laughs> a lot of IT struggles. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you guys one of our longer episodes. Hopefully, it'll be uh, we'll be happy. <laughs> We're not drinking our sorrows away. Uh, but make sure that you guys uh, keep commenting. We love hearing the comments. Uh, Elephant in the rooms on Roll Tide Pods uh, YouTube channel, brought to you by the people at My Bookie, MyBookie.ag. 50% price match on up to $1,000. You got all of these great sports going right now. Bet on Alabama-Auburn. Bet on Alabama in the SEC championship game. The NFL. You got uh, the NHL. You got the NBA. On and on and on down the line. Uh, check it out for yourself. MyBookie.ag. And don't forget, if you need a little bit of help with that, lanceslock.com. He's Jay Coker. I'm Mick Gillespie. We'll talk to you guys next week after the Iron Bowl.